You're listening to the Week Ahead podcast from Strong Towns, hosted by me, Rachel Quedno. This is your chance to catch up on the latest events and goings-on behind the scenes of the Strong Towns organization. Tune in every Monday for more updates. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and I have Chuck with me today. Chuck, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. Going great. I'm ready for an exciting week. Yes, it will be an exciting week because this is the week of the 26th CNU, and it's taking place in Savannah, Georgia, which I'm really jealous that you get to go there because I bet it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Well, Savannah is gorgeous. I've been able to be there a couple times now, and uh, the last time I was there, I, I gave a talk with Joe. I, yeah, Joe Minicosi was there with me as well, but I, I just remember Kevin Klinkenberg uh, showing us around and kind of giving us the grand tour and just being astounded by it. I mean, it's, it, it is a gorgeous city. It really is one of the, uh, I think gems of North America. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be there. And of course, CNU. So, uh, it's going to be cool. We're doing a lot at CNU this year. Uh, and we'll just kind of run through that today. And <laughs> you, said that as, is that, you said what? that as if it's different from any other year. <laughs> uh, That's true. CNU, we always do a lot, but I, I will say this CNU, um, I was just going to say it used to be fun. It's not fun anymore. No, it used to be um, like a place that I would go and get uh, like my intellectual fill of just really bright people and be able to kind of go to multiple sessions and sit in the audience and, you know, they've got these huge long breaks between things, be able to kind of interact with people. Uh, I, um, in the, in the, early days of strong towns, I would go and kind of like document my thoughts as things went. Like I would essentially live blog, uh, you know, like write live and be saving like during a session. So if you were at the session, you could actually follow along with me kind of writing down thoughts and reacting to it as it went. And I got to tell you, that was so much fun. I loved doing that. Um, over time, uh, things have changed and I think change for the better for strong towns, but in a selfish way, uh, it's really kind of spread me thin. I mean, we're going to go through a whole list of stuff that I'm doing. None of it will involve <laughs> me getting to listen to, uh, you know, I get, I get to interview fascinating people and that's going to be fun. But uh, yeah, it winds up to be uh, three days of kind of full on, uh, let's, uh, let's do this. And um it's more of a, it's more of like a three day sprint for me. It's kind of crazy. We've got a long list of live podcast conversations that Chuck will be hosting. And, um, it's a whole range of people and topics. Uh, in previous years we've done more like, you know, we've contacted a bunch of interesting people that we know are going to be at CNU and done individual podcasts with them. This year we've brought together groups of two, three, we even have one with four people um, to have a conversation about a specific topic. So I like this format. I think it's going to be uh, good and focused. So we'll it's see. a whole range of things. Um, yeah. CNU contacted us and wanted to, uh, to do, to, to, I think do something a little more prominent. Um, we've always kind of been tucked back somewhere and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people could come and watch, but, uh, you know, we were way out of the way and now they've kind of put us in the middle of everything 
And yeah, the format we're using, I mean, not only is it in the CNU program. So if you're interested, if you're there and you're interested in, in knowing like the whens and where's and who, uh, it's all going to be in the program. Uh, but yeah, the format we're using is going to be, you know, me chatting with someone and then adding more people to the mix as we go. And, uh, ultimately being able to interact a little bit with the audience that's there too. So these will be, these are, we're going to broadcast them here. Um, I'd actually like to try to stream them, uh, online, but I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if the, I'm, I'm not promising that because, uh, like the logistics of that I've tried in the past and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, we'll see if we can get it to work. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, front and center. And so you won't be able to miss it. And we've got some pretty high profile guests. Yeah. So if you're going to be at CNU, these will all take place at the DeSoto Hotel in the Madison Ballroom. There will be signage to direct you. And you can just stop by anytime, basically Wednesday afternoon, most of Thursday, and then um, Friday morning to early afternoon. Um, And yeah, just pop in, listen to whatever conversation's happening. If you happen to come uh, at the end of each podcast, we'll do like a Q&A um, with questions from the audience too. So you can um, jump in with those. And if you're not going to be at CNU, we're obviously we're recording these for the podcast. So we'll take them all back to our editor and start publishing them um, later in the spring, in the summer. Um, so yeah, you'll, you'll get to hear every conversation if you are interested. Absolutely. And bring a Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> we'll enjoy enjoy them together. Yeah, yeah. Or a, or a kickstart. You know, we'll we'll just hang out and uh, and enjoy. A couple other things that are happening are annual uh, debates that Chuck always hosts. Those are going to be happening again on on Friday uh, at if you're in the area, 8 p.m. at the Knights of Columbus uh, Council 631 Hall. Um, that'll be an interesting venue, and you do not have to be. I think you don't have to be a CNU attendee to pop into this. I'm, I'm so positive. Area, yeah. yeah. I'm positive that you don't. So okay, cool. you'll be just fine if you're not. And, you know, we do generally get, you know, more than just CNU attendees, but come early. I mean, it, it gets packed and today's the day we're kind of finalizing who the contestants are and the topics. I think we'll be announcing those later this week. It's going to be, this is always fun. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you know the background of this, but I, I, I was a few years ago was asked uh, to to put together something like this, and yeah. it was, the idea was we just wanted to do like um, you know CNU has a lot of uh, debating going on anyway. These are passionate mm-hmm. people, and they tend to argue with each other, and sometimes the arguments get heated a little bit. But you know, and, and CNU is not like a uh, a rigidly dogmatic place. So, I mean, I, one of the reasons that I've really enjoyed it is that you have left-minded people and right-minded people there. You have big city people and small town people there. And you have a lot of different perspectives that you don't find in other groups of people uh, kind of represented in this group of really smart, thoughtful uh, people. So the idea was, how can we create a debate format uh, where people can discuss these ideas and, and they wanted to do it on a Friday evening. And I said, well, we can't, we can't do this, like, you know, sit around a table and we can't do this in like a, you know, formal kind of way. It's gotta be fun and kind of crazy. Cause if we're doing it Friday night, everybody's going to want to let loose a little bit and have fun. So we came up with this format and it's 
actually has not changed much for like the last five or six years. Uh, but people, the debaters themselves have kind of taken it to a new level. So we have a, a lot of fun. It's irreverent. The audience gets to vote and decide who decides who wins. Uh, we've got the snarky judges coming back to kind of influence things and, and keep the thing moving along. Uh, and, and then I got to say, the, the people who bring stuff to this debate, it is thoughtful. I mean, amidst all the kind of loud music and craziness, uh, there's some really thoughtful things that have come out of this. I, I've, I feel like I've learned something every year. So yeah, definitely not to be missed. Yeah, we've picked some topics that are kind of, uh, have been hotly debated in, you know, urban planning, strong town CNU communities over the last couple months and years. So yeah, I think this will be good. You are also giving a presentation on Wednesday, uh, Building Economically Resilient Communities, a Strong Towns Approach. That and I am. That should be good, too. Yep. It's part of their 101 series. Uh, and I'm doing essentially the curbside chat uh, presentation for CNU, which I've, I've not been invited to do before and is really cool. Right. And then the last piece of this puzzle, we're hosting a Strong Towns meetup Um also on Wednesday, this is going to be just an informal gathering. Um, meet at the top deck bar from 8.30 onward. And this is a stop on the bar crawl that CNU has arranged. So, you know, you can stop when you're on the crawl or just come right over, uh, whatever. Chuck will be there and other Strong Towns members and friends. So stop by if you're not tired of Strong Towns yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a, always a good way to start off the day. I'm, I have to actually be at the airport. At my flight out is at five in the morning on Wednesday. Ugh, yeah, they wanted me yuck. to come on Tuesday, and I was fully intending to. And then uh, I looked at my calendar and saw that my daughter has her band concert on that night, Tuesday night. And I know she has a solo, uh, which is really cool. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so which daughter is this? This is my oldest. This is Chloe. Uh, so, okay. and I, I would not want to miss it anyway, even if she didn't have a solo, but, uh, you know, the, I, this one's been on my calendar since, you know, early in the school year, they actually put, put this out. So I'm flying in Wednesday, which means I have to be at the airport at five in the morning, which do some, you know, I, my flight leaves at five. So do some math. I have to be there by four. Um, I, uh, that means I have to leave the house at one thirty in the morning <laughs> to get there in time. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, so, so I will be as friendly and, uh, alert and, uh, you know, gregarious as I can be on a pub crawl at, uh, you know, (laughs) nine at night. Uh, I will do, I will do what I can, uh, to, uh, engage strong towns, but, um, yeah, don't, don't, I, I guess what I'm suggesting is don't come really late because I probably won't be, uh, you know, full on pub crawl till two in the morning. Right. Uh, oh, and I forgot to mention that the debates, we're going to do our best to live stream them uh, via Facebook too. So if yeah. you want to watch them and you're not uh, in Savannah, tune in on Friday night. Yep. It'll be on our, our just normal uh, Strongtown's Facebook feed. Uh, I know in like, I think last year I tried to like stream it on the website and it wound up like I had was one computer short and, uh, mm-hmm. just, it didn't work out. 
this this year I've got uh, I will have the requisite number of PCs, and uh, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna make it work this year. We'll see. It's the debates are. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not, this is not me patting myself on the back. I've done this enough times now. It's kind of a logistically uh, complex thing to pull off because you've got, uh, you know, all, all this kind of music and lights and, you know, drunk people judges, all over the place and judges, debaters. debaters, egos you have to stroke. I mean, that's part of the CNU experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, you tie in, you know, the electronics and, uh, and all that uh, I always wind up with a couple of people who volunteer there on the scene to help out, and they're always incredibly helpful. So if you if you're one of these people who are going to be there and want to help, uh, try not to drink too much before you you know get to the point of helping, uh, and hmm. then let me know that you're willing to help, and I will probably have a, a job for you. Rewinding a little bit, I did want to ask you. You've had a bunch of events over the last couple of weeks since we talked on the podcast. Um, you don't need to do like a play-by-play, but were there any particular highlights from, let's see, Peoria, Wichita, and Chattanooga? Yeah. Anything that stands out as worth sharing? Wichita is is a fascinating place. And it's a very, I mean, I, I often like say like when we're in the central time zone, um, th- th- these places that I visit in the central time zone feel, a, a, you know, a lot like home. And I mean, obviously that's because of, the way that the development pattern uh, post-World War II impacted them, where they were at in their development pattern before World War II. Um, but it's really interesting to go to a place like Wichita, which, you know, much like uh, Fargo and Omaha and uh, Kansas City, have no horizontal constraints at all on their development pattern, like none whatsoever. They could, I mean, they could grow across Kansas. And like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, like there's just no end to the land that they could could build on. And what you see in those places is that that illusion of wealth uh, tends to be really strong um, among some. And then amongst others, there's a certain like underlying trepidation about it all. And I, I experienced that in Wichita in spades. It was a good conversation. And uh, I actually was told that they want us to come back and do some things. And that would be really exciting because there's a lot there to, to, to delve into. Um, Chattanooga, I, I was in Chattanooga years ago, just as like a tourist coming through. I did not get anywhere near the experience that I got this time. Um, what an amazing city. I mean, I really, uh, I, I think in my mind, uh, was, was not prepared for what I actually ran into. Uh, great, mm-hmm. a, a really great downtown. Um, you know, a, a lot of, uh, positive things that are going on there. Um, everything that they're struggling with is like self-inflicted damage of the past. So a big interstate that like divides basically the, the really successful part of the community from the desperately, desperately poor part of the community. Um, you know, all the missing teeth in the downtown, uh, you know, the, the fact that like the river that runs through there is completely disconnected from the community by yet another freeway. These are like self-inflicted wounds, but they've got kind of a, a, a vision. And I was just going to say some, some like genius thoughts and ideas, I think, on how to go about dealing with it. Um, so I was, I'm very high on Chattanooga. I, I, I think more than anything else, I liked uh, their attitude uh, and their kind of spirit about going about it. And it, it gave me some optimism. Um, 
Peoria, this is my second time uh, actually speaking in Peoria. And mm -hmm. it's interesting going back because uh, I, I, a lot of people came up to me and said, I was here last time. Uh, I hadn't heard about Strong Towns before I came to your thing. It changed my life. It changed my view. It changed the way I looked at things. Um, I'm here now for more. You know, here's the stuff we've done in your absence. There's a real active like bike walk kind of sub, I was going to say subculture or subgroup there. Um, and I say that because they didn't seem to me to be like really deeply integrated into uh, the conversation, but yet we're very organized and active and, and principled and not afraid to speak up. Uh, mm. So it's, it, it's, I think there's an evolving conversation going on there. And, um, you know, for cities like that, uh, and I would, I would put, you know, really a lot of the, uh, you know, like at the work we're doing in Akron kind of rhymes with what you see in Peoria, uh, you know, the Cleveland, Buffalo, uh, Erie, where I'm going to be here in a, in a bit. Um, these places kind of uh, tend to rhyme a little bit with the struggles they're having in Peoria, but also the great opportunity because this is a city that, uh, you know, has great core neighborhoods that are undervalued that all they need is a little bit of love and TLC and are just ready to kind of have a rebirth. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's this dichotomy of this, this obvious struggle that you see along with the kind of underlying potential that if you look at it the right way, is just overwhelming. Um, I like Peoria. I, I think Peoria has uh, Peoria also has, uh, I think the highest, um, can't remember what Joe uh, called it, but one of the highest like value per acre things. Mm. In it. Remember the little lawyer's office? We wrote a piece on it. Um, yes. That's in downtown Peoria. It's like a eight foot wide uh, office or something like that. And yes. it's just genius because you, you look at people who built cities, you know, a century ago when they were really, really poor. And when you're really poor, what you're kind of prompted to do is make really good use of the resources you have. And here was a small little gap for whatever like anomalous reason, you know, was created between the streetscape. So there's like eight feet between two buildings and they mm -hmm. put a little office in between there. It's narrow. It's deep. Um, it's kind of, re it's kind of farcical in a, you know, way uh, from the outside. But when you delve into the math, the value per acre on it is just astounding. You know, it's just, it's just huge. And, and when you look at it from a strong town's perspective, they're using eight feet of sidewalk. They're using eight feet of pipe. I mean, they're not, they don't require any resources at all. And you're getting, you know, yeah, not much wealth in one property, but comparatively speaking, you're getting a ton. So it's pretty cool. It's one of those uh, case studies. And I, I had to go buy it again just to look at it because it's, it's one of those. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's one of those like Jimmy's pizza, Taco John's kind of places in my mind, like a iconic, uh, you know, reference point. Mm-hmm. Well, have you been reading or listening to or watching anything worth sharing lately? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been doing a ton of travel, so I've kind of gotten through a bunch of stuff. There's a, there's a book called Thomas Jefferson and the Tripoli Pirates. That was like a really short, I did that one on Audible. It was a really short read that, uh, okay. that, that was just kind of like a fun, um, history of, uh, basically like the first Marine excursion 
uh, how we got a U.S. Navy and uh, and what our approach was with the uh, the pirates in the Mediterranean back in Jefferson's time. And then uh, I, I read The Death of Democracy. I, I had gone back and listened to, um, just because I'm like obsessed with this topic, I listened to uh, all of uh, Dan Carlin, Hardcore History, World War I again for like, the, I'm serious, it's like the eighth time. Um, I was in a, just a plane somewhere. I was tired. I didn't have anything else downloaded. I had these like sitting there and I just started them and I wound up going through all of them again because they're so good. And it, it just occurred to me that I wanted a better book that described the transition between the Weimar Republic at the end of World War I and Hitler's Germany. I'd gotten like the rise of Hitler, but I really wanted to know, like, yeah. what, was the, what was the dysfunction with Weimar? Like, why, what were the things they did? How did that not work out? And I came across this book, and it actually did a pretty good job with that. Uh, it was called The Death of Democracy. Uh, Hitler's rise to power and the downfall of the Weimar Republic. And it, it, it was a really, it was a really good book. I mean, I think historically it, it lined up a lot of things that I didn't know and filled in a lot of gaps. I'm now doing uh, Cadillac desert, which max, like every time I ask for a book recommendation, max is like max from our office. Our coworker is a uh, Cadillac desert, Cadillac desert. Um, I started it. Wasn't sure about it. Oh my gosh. I'm totally hooked now. <laughs> nice. it's, it's really good yeah it's really really good uh, well when max was on the podcast he talked about reading a book that you recommended oh which i can't remember which okay uh, i can't remember which right now but i also i've also got uh on my kindle i'm going through skin in the game uh nasim taleb's latest book and i, I kind of you know i got it when it came out like i got the book and then i also got it on kindle and yeah, I was really, really excited. I had like four other books I was kind of working on at the time and it sat on my shelf. And I got to say, the reason I'm, I didn't like delve into it immediately as if it were like the seventh Harry Potter, you know, getting delivered, um, is because, uh, I've read most of it. I mean, he, he's pretty generous about publishing the chapters, uh, on his, you know, his site basically and asking people for feedback. So as he's assembling this thing, I've read a lot of this already. Um, yeah. It's now cool to have it as a whole book, and I'm, I'm going to go through it. It's really good. I, I enjoy it a lot. I want to um, talk about it and delve into it in depth when I'm done. But, uh, yeah, I'm going through that one too. Cool. Well, I have um, a Netflix show that you might be interested in. Um, it's called The Flint Town, and it's about – law enforcement officers in Flint, Michigan, um, which is a really, uh, obviously really under-resourced community. And they have yeah. 98 cops for 100,000 people, which is like the lowest number in the country for comparably sized cities. So I've only watched one episode of that. It's sort of an ongoing series and they just follow different officers and kind of talking about their experience. Obviously, the water crisis plays a role in it too. So that's been... That's been really interesting. I think I'll probably keep watching that one. Wow. Yeah, that, that does sound really good. On Netflix. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you're a Netflix person. I'm not a Netflix but. person. But uh, I, 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 there are many reasons why I should be. Um, I'm not a, you know, I, I can't say that I'm not a TV person. Because um, I do have like, a, like right now I have one show that I watch. Which um, is? Twins uh, Baseball. I, 
No. So I do, I do, uh, I listen to Twins baseball. And oh, okay. Like yesterday, I did record the game. Uh, it was Mother's Day, so I wasn't around to watch it. Um, but I did record the game because our rookie pitcher, who had yet to in two games give up a run, he did give up a run last night. So one run in like 18 innings now. Uh, he was pitching. And uh, the Angels had Shohei Otani, which is their rookie from Japan, the Japanese Babe Ruth. And I actually want to see both of them pitch because I, I haven't actually got to watch them. So I got that recorded, and I'm actually going to probably, like, you know, go through the first few innings of that tonight. Um, I, I actually like the show Gotham, um, which I'm not really like a, a Batman Marvel comic kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've gone to like the superhero movies. Like I just saw the Avengers infinity war. I thought that was great. Um, I did really like the dark Knight series. I mean, like I, I think I went to actually the dark Knight like twice or three times in the theater. It's one mm-hmm. of the greatest movies ever. I mean, Christopher Nolan, I think is just a genius, but, uh, you know, I, I started off like watching this series and it's in the fourth year now and it just got renewed. So there's going to have one like final fifth year. Um, I think the character development has been so fascinating. Uh, you know, it's basically like, uh, okay, I was just going to do like an eighties reference that would probably be lost on you. Mm, Um, let me try it. I'll try it. So when I grew up, you had the Muppet show, right? Yes. I have seen the Muppets. Yep. So you had the Muppet show, but on Saturdays they would have this like baby Muppets. I don't even know what it was, but it was like the young Muppets. Yeah, and so it was okay. like them as like, you know, like little toddlers, Muppets, whatever. Like I, it's the, just describing the concept, it's kind of stupid. But uh, the idea was, was that, you know, it was their budding personalities as like, you know, so you like Fozzie is telling s- silly jokes in the crib or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so go- this Gotham is like a prequel to everything. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, how did uh, Penguin become the Penguin? How did uh, Riddler become the Riddler? How did Joker become the Joker? And mm, okay. they, act, they all start out as like somewhat normal people, you know, or seemingly normal people and then evolve over time. And so the, the, the character development part of it, uh, especially in these kind of key characters, like I, I have a soft spot for Penguin in this one. And I think the actor is so good. And I think he's captured... It's just a really funny way, uh, the, 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 the character of the penguin, um, they've, they've started to get into the Joker now this season more deeply. And the guy they've got playing the Joker is also like eerily good, just like fascinating. Um, Mm. so I've, I've kind of been impressed with the cinematography, the acting, um, more so than the plot, the plot's been okay, but like the, the, the whole kind of character development has been fascinating. And I've, I've just enjoyed it. It's one of these where I'll get home at two in the morning from coming home from a trip, like last week from Peoria. And I'm like, I got to watch it. I actually sat up at two in the morning and watched it before I went to bed. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's maybe like a show that's hooked me. I've got two daughters, uh, 11 and 13, and I travel a lot. And I kind of feel like when I'm traveling, I better get work done. Uh, cause when I'm home, I better be a, a decent dad and neither of those really lend themselves well to, uh, to a lot of TV watching. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up for now, but just a reminder, 
all that stuff going on at CNU. If you're coming to CNU, please join us. And if not, still a lot of ways to uh, listen, watch, participate, etc. And I will post links to all that in the notes. Otherwise, um, thanks for taking time to come on the podcast, Chuck. And I hope the the trip to Savannah goes well. Thanks. Thanks. Nice to chat with you. And thanks for all your help getting things set up too. Um, you know, I, I think it's important. I, I, I get to go and do this stuff. Um, none of this would happen without you, uh, without some of the others here on the team, like making it happen. So, uh, it's, it, it, I, you know, I, I maybe complained a little bit about the amount of work <laughs> it's, it, it is, uh, it would be impossible without, uh, the rest of you guys. So thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. Take care. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.